One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hi, welcome to your Hollywood crime scene mini episode. Hello. <laughs> What's so funny? <laughs> Nothing. Okay. So we're going to do things a little bit differently this week. I'm not going to report on a bunch of news stories because we all know what the news is. And there's not much variety. There, <laughs> <laughs> the news is not, yeah, it is not a lot of variety. It's a lot of stuff celebrities are doing in quarantine, which we decided last week. We're sick of hearing about them and their big mansions quarantined. Yeah. So we're going to do things to... To keep you away from the news or take your mind off of the news. Yes. Now, while this story starts with Corona, okay. it goes somewhere different. Okay. There's, I'm just doing one news story this week okay. before we launch into our other topics. A 32-year-old man named Brent Underwood is currently self-quarantined in the California ghost town that he purchased. Brent bought the town in 2018 for $1.4 million with the help of investors, and they had the intention of turning it into a luxury travel destination. Brent had only been visiting the town about once a month, and it had been taken care of previously by a man named Robert Demarai for the past 21 years. But when Robert had to leave for Arizona to see his wife, Brent Underwood said that he would come to town for a week just to make sure everything was running smoothly. But when the shelter-in-place order hit, as well as five feet of snow, he's been stuck in his own ghost town for the past month. <laughs> he's stuck there. What is a ghost town? Like, is there like a technical definition of that? Like, it is an uninhabited town that has buildings. There are buildings there. There are 22 buildings there, including like saloons, including outhouses, a hotel, uh-huh. okay. a, a cabins and stuff. But this town has been deserted completely since 1950. And this caretaker has just lived there alone or? I guess for 21 <laughs> years. Okay. Now, the town's name is Cerro Gordo and it is located 200 miles to the northeast of Los Angeles. It's in a remote part of Inyo County. Okay. So that's where Death Valley is. Right. It's very close to Death Valley. The closest city to Cerro Gordo is 50 miles away. Okay. The main road is seven miles down from a bumpy dirt road. So you have to travel this bumpy, dirt, narrow road just to get to like a real road. And what is the the point of making a luxury resort there? Do they have anything that people want to do? <laughs> no, it's literally a deserted Old West town. Okay. And I'm going to talk a little bit about the history of this town. Okay. So venturing out for groceries for Brent, not really an option right now. He said that there are snowshoes there but again he would have to walk seven miles in five feet of snow (laughs) just to get to the road the luxury experience (laughs) it's like westworld but they have to like live 
like those times. It's right. not like a luxury experience. Right, exactly. So Brent has ran out of bread and vegetables. He's basically been surviving on tuna and beans and rice. Okay. Uh, so he had that food there. They had like they sort had of dried food there. Food, yeah. I guess because this guy Robert, who had been the caretaker of the town, had has been living there. So he had like pantry staples, basically. Yes. He uh, says that he has plenty of the food to last him. And as for water, he's been melting the snow and drinking it. How are we communicating with this guy? <laughs> he has Wi-Fi there. He does? Yes. <laughs> I was just about to get into that. Okay. It costs $10,000 a month to maintain this town. And that $10,000 includes his loan payments, the Wi-Fi, there's a satellite dish there and utilities. So he can't leave because the snow? I guess so. Because he's like trapped in a snowstorm there. That's so wild. Right. And uh, like I said before, the town has 22 buildings, one of which is a snow-topped cabin little house that Brent has been living in. Oh, and one more thing. The town is haunted. (laughs) Cerro Gordo was founded in 1865 by Pablo Flores, and it became a silver mining location. Over the next few years, the town became the largest producer of silver and lead in California. The town once boasted over 4,000 residents and was home to three brothels and seven saloons, as well as, like I said before, a hotel and, and cabins. But a decade later, the silver was depleted. The town had a brief revival in 1900 when it was mined for zinc, but became completely deserted in 1950. But back in Cerro Gordo's heyday, it was known for being a violent, lawless, Wild West town, much like Westworld. The town apparently had a murder every week. Wow. This was like, this town was gnarly. Yeah. Okay. In 2019, Cerro Gordo was featured on an episode of Ghost Adventures, which I watched... Have you seen that show? No, I haven't. It's on the Travel Channel, and it's one of those ghost hunter shows where they basically go in with like a night vision goggles, and they're like, there, did you see that? And Do they have like the recordings? They always have the recordings where they're like, I distinctly heard a child's voice. It sounds like they're underwater. Yeah. And they're like, they're like, see, I'm over here. <laughs> and they always have the um, like infrared yeah. And I can never tell what they're looking at, but they're always really excited that they found something. It's always things that you don't see or hear until they tell you what it is. Exactly. Yeah. And and that could just be like weird noise happening while they're filming. That has nothing to do with ghosts. And I believe in ghosts. I don't even know what this equipment technically is. <laughs> like it's not scientifically proven or anything usually. Here's my theory like my feeling about ghost hunting as an activity. I'm someone who famously believes in ghosts and the supernatural. I'm like the ghost believer on this show, but I don't think you can hunt for ghosts. I think experiencing supernatural phenomena is something that just has to come to you. Right. I don't think you can seek it out. It has to happen. It just has to, it just happens. Like, I don't think you seek it out. Yeah. Like you can go to a place that's haunted and maybe you have like a, more a higher chance. Yeah. But I don't think you can like hunt for ghosts. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think like infrared technology 
is the way to do it either. I it don't know. It seems like science invented by people who don't really know what they're talking about, but it would be like me like, oh yeah, infrared. Right. That makes sense. <laughs> that seems cool. Like that's how you would see a ghost with infrared. Yeah. Night goggles. <laughs> yeah. I just don't buy it. I just, that's why I never, even though I love like ghost stuff, that's just why I never got into the ghost hunting shows. Yeah. Cause I just don't I've believe listened in them. to it a few times. Um, some podcast yeah. and it's always kind of funny, not podcast, um, coast to coast, yeah. which I don't really listen to anymore, but I used to every night. Uh, and they would always have every once in a while, a ghost hunter with those recordings. <laughs> and to me, it's sort of just funny. Cause it's like, come on. Like, right. <laughs> and they're so, they're so sincere in their belief. I right. think, right. Like, I don't know that they're scam artists, but it's just kind of like, okay. Like, it's interesting to me on a different level, I think. Yeah. Like the human psychology of just believing in it that, well, in that it's way. It's like you said, it's like you see what they tell you to see. Yeah. You make yourself see whatever. I think the interesting thing to me is always figuring out if they believe it too or if this is just a racket. These guys on this particular show, they were like pretty bro-y. Yeah. They were like, like they had some pretty aggressive personalities mm. on this show that I wasn't particularly into. I don't like that combination. It felt like, cause that's what made it feel like a sideshow to me. Yeah. You know, yeah. where it wasn't like, I don't really believe you're serious ghost hunters. Right. I think you're just in this for the money. Yeah. Yeah. So a historian of Cerro Gordo was featured on ghost adventures on the ghost adventures episode of this show. His name is Roger Vargo and him and his wife claim that they had a supernatural experience while sleeping in one of the houses known as the Belshaw house. The wife said that something pounced on her in the middle of the night. Oh, now that's like a one supernatural experience I had. I've had a ghost pounce on me before. So that's like a thing they do. I think pounce will like touch you in some way uh-huh. or like grab you like i've Ooh. been pushed by a ghost before okay you don't have to believe me <laughs> i just have never heard that before I, i'm saying i think that's like a thing if you've been pushed or pounced on by a ghost please write into the show hollywood crime scene at gmail.com okay so this woman this wife that she said in the middle of the night a ghost pounced on her um this guy, Robert Dem- uh, Demarize, who's the town's innkeeper, he's also had supernatural experiences of his own at the Belshaw house. He said that something pounced on his chest in the middle of the night. So this is a pouncer ghost. A succubus. Is that right? what they're called? The ones that sit on your chest and... Oh, yeah. Like the old women. Right. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I've had a really stressful year with work and family stuff, and I know I'm not alone when I say I tend to push that stress down in order to get what I need done, done, and that only makes things worse. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. 
Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. In the past, therapy has helped me navigate many situations from helping me to set boundaries to just becoming the best version of myself. If you are thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. I love that it's entirely online, so it's convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com HCS today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash H-C-S. I'm the queen of starting a free trial offer and forgetting to cancel it, oftentimes being charged for months for something I'm not even using. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes, but let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. With Rocket Money, I can see all of my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, I can cancel it with a tap. I never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill, and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. It's definitely saved me money and now I can use that money to waste on things I do want. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. That's rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. So according to Robert, the innkeeper, legend has it that many years ago, two children were locked in a trunk in the Belshaw house, and that's where they both died. And so those kids haunt that house. And they're jumping on the bed. Oh, that's a good call. Right. That makes sense. That's scary. Now, a pretty tragic event happened at Cerro Gordo in 1872, and that is that over 30 Chinese miners died when the mine caved in, and their bodies remain there to this day. That's awful. They were unable to recover the bodies, so the remains are still allegedly there. Wow. So we know, you know, about bones being left at the crime scene or left in graveyards right. when the headstones are removed, whatever. Right, we've like talked about geist. We, right, we've talked about that before. So the so the people, the ghost hunters, obvi- and the historian, they obviously believe like, oh, this is a bad energy. If you guys heard that, my cat just sneezed twice into the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they believe that because of these miners that that died, this place is definitely haunted, and to this day. A bullet hole and a blood stain still remains in the poker room of the town's hotel. So there's like a card Ooh. room. I want to go. I want to go too. It's so close. It really is close. Like it's not that far. But that's like closer than San Francisco. We could do like a like a combination like desert. Like we could do like a Palm Springs slash Inyo County. We should trip. bring the web crawlers, girls. 
and do yeah. like a Yeah, let's do an overnight there. <laughs> that would be crazy. Once it opens back up yeah. after quarantine, let's do I that. I want to say in the Belshaw house. I don't. You can. <laughs> you and you and whoever is the least afraid web crawler girl can stay there and I'll stay with the most afraid web crawler girl in the least haunted place, but I will absolutely stay at Cerro Gordo with you guys. Okay. Okay. TBD, that's going to happen. So, um, yeah. So this guy, apparently his name was Alphonse, was murdered during a poker game. Okay. On the ghost show, they said his name was Alphonse Benoit, but I looked him up in newspapers from this era, and I couldn't find any record of him. Okay. So I don't know if I really believe that. Maybe, maybe he just the murder wasn't reported on. There was That's so many. True. There was so many a lot murders. of transients too, like people coming into the silver and gold rush, right? Like just coming into California. That's true. I just want to know where was the record of this guy's name? Where did that name come from? Well, yeah, they got it from somewhere, right? Yeah, I don't know. So Brent Underwood says that he is currently staying in the room where the child ghosts are. Okay, but he is yet to encounter them. But that's not to say that he hasn't encountered other supernatural phenomenon while in quarantine at Cerro Gordo. Brent says that he's seen things move around and that he's heard strange noises in the middle of the night. He also says that there's a light in the bunkhouse that keeps turning on and that he lost his wallet for two days before he found it in the hotel. Okay. I don't know if that's supernatural. Maybe he just misplaced it. <laughs> I mean, what is he filling his days with? Like, why would his wallet ever have even been taken out? I would think that you would be the most likely to encounter something supernatural while you were quarantined in the middle of fucking nowhere. I'm just baffled why he can't get out. I think, I don't know. I don't know why he can't get Here's out. Here's what I think. I feel like this is like a little bit of a um, publicity stunt. Oh, no. Do you think? Now I do. Because this guy... Because <laughs> he's trying to build up like a, right. like the name of the place, And right? this guy seems like a hyper-capitalist like entrepreneur guy who's probably like, got to keep grinding even though the world's ending. Right. And gotta- let's, let's turn this into a story while everyone's looking for content. <sighs> Sorry. Oh, I'm not saying man. it's true. No, I totally, it makes sense. Because it seems a little suspect to me that he can't get out. He says he can't get out. He did a Reddit AMA about it and everything. Well, I mean, maybe it's possible. It's because it's like, part of me is like, he's not in a mountain, right? Where you well, couldn't get down the road. It is a mountain. Oh, it is. It's, okay. at, the, it's at the Inyo Mountains. This so place- it's at the, is up in the mountain or? Yes. Okay. I saw the road to get to this place. It is... There's a main road that's far as so fuck maybe out there. Possi- it is possible I that he think can't he, get out. He says he snowed in. Okay. It's five feet of snow. That's a lot. And I looked at pictures of it right now. It's snowy. That's crazy because it's like April. I know. So that seems like a late sto- snowstorm. But we, I mean, maybe it, it is true, but then he is sort of trying to like make a thing out of it. Because right. it happened for real, right? I, mean, I don't it's know. Possible. I would love for. I Brent, would have never heard of this place. I would love for Brent to call into the show if he listens to Hollywood Crime Scene. I don't know. He could. Someone he could, could use know us him. for publicity. We'll give you publicity. We want to stay <laughs> there. <laughs> we'll do some live podcast recordings. We could do a seance. Oh my god, <laughs> this is such a good idea, Brent. When Brent, this is us. over, call us. We want to stay at Sarah Gordo and do a live recording. From Sarah Gordo of 
a web crawlers slash Hollywood crime scene collaboration. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great idea. Can't wait. Okay, Brent. Oh, Brent. 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 <laughs> My man. I'm excited. Yeah. Um, I want to go. I know. I really want to go too. But I do think it's cool like that this guy's whole thing is like he does want to keep it. He wants to keep the integrity oh, of good. the Old West. I was going to say, I want to go when it's still Old West, not when it's fancy resort. No, he's not changing okay, it. Good. No, he like actually, that's what I think is is cool about this guy's idea. He wants to keep it authentic and like he doesn't okay. want to like do remodeling on things. Good. Like he's That makes not, a difference. Yeah. This isn't going to be like a fucking Marriott. Okay, cool. I don't know what Maybe luxury, like I read like one of the luxury was one of the adjectives used in one of the newspaper articles I was reading about this place for luxury resort. So like, I don't really know if that like is actually true because every quote I read from him was basically like, I want to keep the integrity of the old West style. Maybe they're going to fix it up, but keep it like when you redo a vintage, like an old house, you kind of keep it in the style it is, but you renovate it. I think he was probably just going to get like running water in there. Yeah, that's luxury. That is luxury. When you didn't have it, it's right. luxury. <laughs> like right now he doesn't. Like I think I read like three of the buildings had running water, but there's only so much water they can hold up there at a time. Right, because they probably just have like septic tank tanks. Yeah, they had like one tank and then you have to like go a mile down the road to like get more water or something. Yeah. I it's like, like a pain in the ass to run this town. Yeah, that would need an upgrade probably. Like, yeah. Desi, have you ever stayed in a place that was allegedly haunted before? I have. I don't know if they were known to be haunted, but I've stayed in old bed and breakfast on the East Coast. Those are definitely haunted. Yeah. Like some of them I stayed in were very old from like the 1800s. One was like from like the 1700s. So, I mean, I do have one experience when I went to this one, it was in West Hampton, a bed, a bed and breakfast. And I got a, um, I went into town and bought a Ouija board. <laughs> Jesus. So it must've, maybe they would, did say that it was like haunted or something. And I did do the Ouija board. And then I said something on the Ouija board and the lights went out. And the person <gasps> I was with was very like, whoa. But I was just like, oh, it's just an old house. <laughs> Desi. <laughs> You had a, but nothing else had happened. You had an experience and you denied that for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of interested in all those things, but I'm just not 100% like, I don't really know. And I don't care because at least you're not like, at least you're still interested in hearing the stories. It's Those are like my favorite things because I grew up watching and listening to paranormal related shows. Yeah. Like I liked those type of shows. Right. So I'm always interested in paranormal stuff. Yeah. But I'm not like ruling my life by those things. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Well, that's my one news story for this week, Desi. That's really interesting. Yeah. But I'm, I definitely think that could be something we do, whether we stay here or we stay somewhere else. We do like a whole like, I mean, it would be like ideally like in a dream scenario. I would love to go cross country with the web crawlers girls and stay at like haunted destinations. Like a two week road trip. Yes. That would be fun. Totally. With someone else to drive us. Yeah. Because <laughs> I hate driving. <laughs> Me too. Okay. So that's just our only requirements. Yes. <laughs> we want to stay at places, have everything paid for and a driver. And good food. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about our movie, podcast, TV recommendations. I have a few. Oh, you do? Yeah. Okay. 
So I really got into Ray Donovan this past week. Okay, I have saw you, that. You've seen I it? I know, I saw that you were into it. Have you seen Ray Donovan? No. Desi, you would really like this show. Okay. It's, okay. It's kind of like The Sopranos in that it's about, like, like crime stuff, but it's really about the family. Okay. It's really about this family. And it stars Liev Schreiber, and he plays a fixer, like a Hollywood fixer. Okay. Which I've always really been into Hollywood fixers before. So, But he's like this Hollywood fixer guy. And he's from Boston originally, so it's like him and his like Irish Catholic Boston family who lives in LA, and like so now like I just can't stop doing a Boston accent. Oh, it's kind of like when I was binging Sopranos, I couldn't stop doing a Jersey accent. Yeah, like Italian American Jersey, but now I'm like Irish American Boston accent in this household all the way <laughs> for like the past week. Like I can't stop being like, "You want to have a potty? <laughs> Get in the car." So they're from Boston? They're from Boston, but they live in LA. Okay. His him and his family lives in LA. And like his dad, who's played by John Voigt, who is a piece of shit in real life, but he's really good in this show. Okay. Um, and who else? Hank Azaria is in it. Wait, who's the hot brother? I don't know the actor's name. Okay. But he's like he's definitely a character that I think Desi would find really hot because he's so broken. Okay. But he's really like sensitive. <laughs> But he's like a party animal, but he's sensitive, but he's a mess. Okay. Yeah. And like he's funny. Right. But he's tragic. And okay. like he was molested. So like I mean, that's my ideal guy. <laughs> I mean, like all the technically like all the brothers were molested, but like he's oh, like really affected. He's the one who didn't get over it he, as much. He did not get over it. Um oh, Brendan just texted me the name of the actor. His name is Dash Mihawk. Okay, I don't know who that is. He's great. Okay. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I watched a few documentaries. One is called, um, oh shit, it's a, it's a Roy Cohn documentary on, I think you can find it on Amazon Prime. But it's really good. I'm fascinated by that character, Roy Cohn. He's an insane person and an evil man. (laughs) So I liked that. Uh, I can't remember the other one. It's like Cold Case um, Hammerjord, which is um, the UN ambassador who died in a plane crash in 1961. This is a really insane documentary. I don't know how true it is. It sounds very conspiracy theory to me. But if you want a wild story that might not be true, <laughs> it's on Hulu. It This is like, it has like a really wild conspiracy theory about a white supremacist group in the 60s who killed this UN, um, whatever, what are they called? Secretary General of the UN in this plane crash, which I can't remember what African country it was in at the moment. So I'm not going to just say a wrong one. Uh, and then that this this conspiracy was that these white supremacists were the ones who started the AIDS virus. 
the HIV virus. That is a crazy fucking... <laughs> it's a crazy theory. I'm telling you. Jesus, But it's Desi. like really... It's like a, it's not, it's not like a low budget weirdo. It's like a big documentary filmmaker from, um, oh God, I can't think Danish, a Danish uh, documentary film. Wow. Country. That's wild. So it is really wild and I, people are talking about it. So maybe you've heard of it. So if you want to watch like a deep dive conspiracy theory type, uh, thing, then check that out. What's it's it on Hulu. Again? Cold Case Hammerjord, which is the last name of the, um, UN secretary general who died in the plane crash. Oh, um, so it's tied to that plane crash, and then they've been investigating the groups in that area, like whatever. It's it's a lot to do with like apartheid and like the whites in Africa trying to like be the majority and rule over, you know, the native people. Like, so it's like a really wild tale, and I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. So that's like a crazy conspiracy one that is very well done. Uh, the 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 Roy Cohn one. I'm continuing Boardwalk Empire. Season three of Boardwalk Empire is so good. Bobby Cannavale is in it. Do you, you love that him. Actor? He's really good. Yeah, the, this season was really good. He's yeah. really violent though. So if you're not don't like violence, <laughs> this is also one of the horniest shows I've ever seen. I heard it was horny. It is so horny. Like he's literally getting choked out with a belt in I'm, this. I'm. T- you know what? Ray Donovan's a very horny show. Oh really? You would okay. like it because he's. Ray Donovan as a character, he's so horny. Okay. Like, he's, like, horny. And he's horny for his wife, too. Ooh. I mean, he's horny for other people. Right. But he's, but he's horny for, like, he wants to fuck. Okay. And he does that, like, really, like, hyper-masculine fucking. He's hot, Liev Schreiber. Yeah, Schreiber. he's yeah. really hot. Yeah, he's fucking hot. Yeah. I'm trying to think if I watched anything else. Oh, you know what I watched that I had never seen was The, Avi- the Aviator? Oh, with Leonardo DiCaprio? Yeah, I never saw it. I haven't seen it It either. made me want to do a Howard Hughes episode, though. Because yeah. after I was watching that, I did like I started reading about Howard Hughes. Um, the other funny thing about that movie is I started playing it late, and the first line of that movie is Howard Hughes's mother spelling out quarantine to him. Because it's like the cholera epidemic, and right. she's like Q A, and I Q U A R T, and I was like, wait, what the hell is going on? Because I was like, why have all movies I picked this, and that's like the opening fucking line, amazing, and they're just like quarantine, and I was like, yes, <laughs> why am I? Um, but obviously, it's like an old Hollywood movie, like that style with like Catherine Hepburn characters and Ava Gardner. Um, but yeah, then I started reading about Howard Hughes, and. It reminded me that one of my first impressions of him was some supernatural show that I was watching as a child where it was only drawings of him living in his his reclusive lifestyle. And I remember the drawing in my head was him sort of wearing like a loincloth and very skinny and naked and hair everywhere and beard like and long hair. So just like remember that crouched pic- picture of him from the Supernatural show because no one had seen him in years. Yeah. So it was like an artist's rendition of what he looks like or something. Right, right. So that was like one of my early memories. Like that's how I knew who Howard Hughes was, like the recluse, like Pee that in the period. Jars. Yes. So um, it was interesting to see his younger life because it kind of focuses on his earlier years. Did you see the movie? No, I haven't seen it. Oh, it's good. I like it. Yeah. So I watched that and there were some other things, but I think those are the main the main ones. I had some more recommendations. My other recommendation is I wanted to give a shout out to a friend of the show, James Fritz. 
He uh, recently tweeted about his comedy album that came out a few years ago. And I just wanted to plug that because it's really funny. He's hilarious. It's called Still Together by James Fritz. You can find it on iTunes. Or just go to his website. Just Google James Fritz Comedian, I guess. Or follow him. Or follow him on Twitter. Fritz is dead. Yeah. Right? That's his at handle? Yeah. Okay. You should... He's, like, seriously, like, he's, like, in my top five comics, and not just because we're friends with him. Yeah. Like, he's actually I wouldn't really even funny. be friends with him if he wasn't really funny. Right. <laughs> but you guys should buy his album. <laughs> yeah. Because that, that'll give you a good laugh. Like, I remember it came out, like, when I was, like, going through, like, not a good time, and it was, like, the first thing that made me laugh in, like, weeks. Yeah. He's funny. He's really funny. So I just wanted to plug that. The other thing we should plug is other friend of the show, Frederick, Faith. Yeah. He sent me, Desi, and Brendan some masks. Yeah. That he is hand sewing. Frederick is a costume designer who, like a lot of people right now, is out of work. So he is making some really amazing, like high quality face masks and he's selling them. And you can find his Instagram, F-R-E-D-R-I-X-F-A-I-T-H. So Fredericks with an X. Fredericks with an X, Faith. That's his Instagram handle. Follow him. And he posts about these masks he's making, and I think you just DM him if you want one. Yeah. They're yeah. really cool. Hopefully we didn't just overload you with work, Frederick. But you should look <laughs> at them because he made uh, ones for me and Desi that are like female trouble. It's like the leopard print dress that Divine is wearing in female trouble. The yeah. gold and teal. Leopard and black, print. yeah. <laughs> it's so cool. It's so cool. He also was making, I don't think they're in stock anymore, but he was making like Catwoman ones from Batman Returns. Oh, those looked cool. Yeah. But anyway, so he's he support him right now. He's he's out of work, but he's they're really making cool. these masks yeah. and they're really beautiful. So um thank you, Frederick. We love you. Yeah. And that's really all I have to shout out this week that I can think of up the top of my head. Do you have anything? No, just what I mentioned. Okay, what'd you eat? Well, I made a lot of things. First of all, I made I made like in Ina Garten's um Penne alla vodka yesterday. Ooh. And it was like an intense um, preparation. Like I roasted um, San Marzano tomatoes and onions and the vodka for an hour and a half in, in my La Crusade, like in the oven for an hour and a half. Right. And then I blended it and added the cream. Uh, so it was like this highly roasted tomato and onions. Sounds so good. It was really good. So I've- that was like a very good... Like a, it felt like a more official because I always do think of that dish as kind of a trash dish, but I love it. <laughs> like it's not doesn't seem like it's authentic Italian food, right? Like, vodka. Yeah, I mean, but it's like a it's like a but it's still a classic Italian American. Well, because a tomato cream sauce is something that's existing in Italy, but like yeah, this is uh so it was really good. I liked it. I'm gonna try a few different um, penne alla vodka recipes just to see which one's my favorite. I did make... I've never... Can I just ask you about that? Because I've never had penne alla vodka before. I mean, I can't because it's like... I don't know how long they cook that out for. Well, I cooked mine for an hour and a half. I know. I still, <laughs> I'm still like, uh It says vodka right in the name. Yeah. I can't have it. Um, 
But what does it taste like? Does it add like a difference in taste? Yeah, I actually read about that. Okay. Because uh, How did it even start? I didn't read the whole history of how the dish started, but I read about tests where they were like, does the vodka make a difference? Right. I think it's one of those things where it's like, it adds a layer that you don't really even know is there until you do a taste test of side by side. So it's like a little depth of something. Right. But it's still probably just as good without it. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I'm sure a creamy tomato sauce with chilies and onion in it, it's still going to be really good. Right. Also had a shitload of like... um, did it have butter in it? No, it didn't have butter in. That was the that was the pasta limon I made. Dude, <laughs> I love lemon pasta. Dude, this lemon pasta is stellar. I'm trying to trying out classic recipes, like different versions of classic recipes. So then when I do my food blog finally, which I'm, I'm trying to do this week, I promise, I want to kind of like be like, here's the best one. Like some like sometimes it's not me making up recipes or whatever, but it'll be like I tried ten of these recipes and this, and this is, is the, the best, best one, right? And tweak it this way or whatever, because I did see a few other penne alla vodka recipes that I'm gonna try. It's interesting when you make a dish and kind of try all the different versions because you can kind of see what's all the same and then what the differences are. It's like a good way to educate yourself on cooking, I think. Yeah. Like I'm learning a lot like making four different banana bread recipes and like figuring out what I like and why this one is better than that. Right. Uh so it's kind of fun to to like to kind of try four different versions of a cacio e pepe or you know what I mean like a classic recipe like what's your classic version of this recipe? Cuz I also make carbonara, I think. You, I'm really into pasta. <laughs> that's not news, Desi. That is not fucking news. But I news. try not to eat it normally, but now I'm kind of like, eh, let, let's just try it out. Like, it's right. pasta. I get so mad when people are like, I don't even miss pasta. No, it's like, you miss pasta. That's a lie. It's the best food. It's the like, best how food. how do you not like it? It's amazing. So Any, I want to uh, like also order some Amazon stuff or something. I don't know where I can order food 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 products or what from now, but like, I want to get like ravioli and yoki, like the rollers with the ridges, like the whole set. Oh, to make it. Yeah. But like all the stamp, like you need the, the cookie I know, presses I know. and like the, the gnocchi has like that ridged thing that you right. roll. Like, right. so I want to get that in a pasta drying rack. And I also want to get a tortilla press. That's like my other thing because I had bought like duck fat tortillas a few months ago and I, I had remember. planned on getting them again, but obviously everything's shut down now. So I'm kind of like, Oh, I should try to figure out how to make them. Like, cause they were fucking good. My friend Charles just got a tortilla press. They're really easy to make, but the press is like key. Like, right. It's just so much easier. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I didn't make anything too exciting. I was, te- I mostly am te- at this point making things that I want to put on my food blog and figuring them out. Um, and so I made things like this bosom I make with this leek fried rice. Uh, that's like a classic dish of mine. <laughs> so I can't wait to put that on the blog. I made like carnitas taco, like that kind of stuff. Um, so nothing too exciting. You your stores are all filled. I'm I'm too afraid in the stores. I'm too afraid in the stores. Whenever I go to the stores, I panic. I get the same four things I always buy. So it's like my fridge is stocked with like five different blocks of weird cheeses and like yogurt. Like I just like am like a dairy queen over here. <laughs> <laughs> I did on my way over stop at the cheese store and got some stuff. Yeah. So I'm, I'm gonna, living on dairy, Desi. I know. I'm so lucky because I live a little bit outside of Hollywood and it's just a little bit more suburban, I guess. And yeah. I have a ton of stores by me and I don't have any trouble. Like there aren't a lot of people in them. 
like I'm lucky. No, my my grocery stores because I'm in the city. It's just like packed all yeah. the time. So I just never. I don't. I don't. Yeah. I have to stay away. Yeah. No, it's, it's scary. Bad. It's really bad. You need to trip, take a trip out <sighs> I know. to the east side and do like a major shopping. Right, right. Because also like at the store I went to today, they had paper towel and toilet paper, like like a ton. Like I bought so much. They didn't have a limit even. Like, oh my God. Yeah. yeah. We don't even have like canned tomatoes at our stores over here. That was like sold out for a while, but then the other day they had them again and I just bought like 10 cans of San Marzano tomatoes because I'll eat them. Because that's the thing I wanted to make because I have a package of fucking ziti and I wanted some tomatoes so I could make some baked fucking ziti. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I like the uh, those tomatoes. The, yeah, that was a weird thing that was sold out. I was like, right. no, I need those. Yeah, I but need those. I did make a really good chili too. And this was kind of a pantry chili because I didn't have everything I traditionally would have. So I just yeah. put stuff together. But I had like beef stew meat and pinto beans. And I had the San Marzano tomatoes. And so I just made like a chili paste with some dried chilies I had. Uh, and it was really spicy and smoky. Yeah, and it was really good because I I literally cooked it in my crock pot for like eight hours. Ooh, so the beef was like really shreddy, like briskety. Yeah, <laughs> it was so good. good. That sounds really good. It was really good. I got some beets again. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna live on borscht and cheese. <laughs> literally, I'm just living on borscht and cheese right now. When I got the cheese, they had run out of bread today, and I he's like, "Do you want? We have some frozen bread. You just it's like cheaper, and you just have to." let it sit and then bake it or whatever. And I was like, oh, I'll just make some bread. <laughs> He's like, oh. I was like, honestly, <laughs> I'm at the point now where I can easily make sourdough every day. Wow. Like, it's just so whatever. I'm yeah, like, I'll just make it. Is yeast out? Because like, I feel like all the yeast is Ye- probably gone. Yes, but I happen to have like a huge jar of yeast. Like and, you made it yourself. Well, I have starter, but I also have yeast like I had like a huge jar of it, like not even just the packets, it's like a jar. So I just had a lot of yeast on hand because I use it a lot. Right. Oh, that's the thing I'm going to make this tomorrow, I think, is pretzel rolls. Chef Boyardee over here. <laughs> the fuck? Pretzel rolls. That sounds good. You have to boil them like bagels. I know. I've yeah. seen them be made before. Yeah. So, well, maybe I'll make them a little later and I can bring you so some. so jealous. Because there's always a lot and I'm not going to eat them all. We've just been, we know why we've been bad because we've been ordering a lot of food this week because like I, like I said, I've been scared to shop in my grocery stores. They're way too packed. Yeah. You have to come, come by me. I will. I will. I'm just lazy. Yeah. Ugh. Okay. Anyway, that's what I ate. Me too. Beets and yogurt. <laughs> <laughs> you've got you've got the colon cancer shits. Desi! Where, no, where everyone's always scared. <laughs> Desi. It is scary when you eat beets and you forget. I never have red in my stool. After eating beets? Never. Really? That's because I'm Russian and I'm bred to eat beets. <laughs> I love beets. I'm convinced that's why. <laughs> that's insane. I'm convinced that's why is because I because I'm half Eastern European. Okay, maybe. Well, I'm you just, just you just digest that shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Your body doesn't waste it. You're it like, my nope. body, my body does not recognize it. My body is strong like bull. <laughs> it does not recognize it. Okay. Okay. And on that note, hope you enjoy your lunch. <laughs> Bye. Bye.